0: Charlene and Bob Steinkamp. The founders of Rejoice Marriage Ministries are pleased to bring you the following message. To find out more about other materials available from Rejoice Marriage Ministries, Or if we can minister to you in any other way, please contact us. You can write Rejoice Marriage Ministries, P.O. Box 10548, Pompano Beach, Florida 33061. Please visit our website at www.rejoiceministries.org. Our hope is that through Charlene's message, you will receive the encouragement from the Lord, and with His strength and power, your marriage can be all that your Heavenly Father planned it to be.
1: Welcome, welcome, welcome. To rejoice Marriage Ministries. And we're thrilled to have everybody here. And I know that we had two people that are from, one's from Tampa and one is from Georgia. So I know that much because I met them yesterday. So we're thrilled to have the other people here and the ones that are from the tri-counties. We love having tri-county people come up and uh, be faithful to coming up here are coming down and we're thrilled to have the new people that are here that have already met, and we just ask that uh, you will let us pray, and we're just praying for the Lord to come in and to just bless us abundantly, mightily tonight. We are really excited every Monday we do this, for the Lord to bring in the new people to give them hope and encouragement. There are a lot of people that are walking in this room. It's very difficult. They've been very rejected and abandoned by their spouse. And they're going through divorce and they're hurting. And then they have to walk into a room with strangers. And that's hard too. But I'll tell you, you'll never be a stranger after you come in here once. And uh, we try to cater to you all. And we wanna tell you we love you, we care about you, we know the pain you're going through. But we want to tell everybody we, we really want you to seek the Lord tonight. He is the answer. He has all the answers. He is the one that's going to be with you 24 hours a day. He will guide and direct you, and he will speak to you. And I cannot encourage you enough that um, if you seek him, he will never fail you. He never will fail you. Yes, we're going to go through trials and tribulations, but uh, that's in the Bible. So we understand that. But there's victory. There's victory so many times beforehand. We open up with prayer, and then we open up with singing for the new people that are here, and we praise the Lord. We believe uh, praise defeats the enemy. Worshiping the Lord. Keep on music in your home. Uh, listen to music in the car, or maybe that be your prayer room, but wherever. We want you to come to the point where you know that you know that the ne- enemy is not hitting you over the head and defeating you all the time. So let's uh, open up. I'm going to open up with a scripture, as I always do, and it's Mark 11. And this is one of my popular scriptures that, that I love because it's one of the ones that the Lord gave me at the beginning. And if you are new tonight, you may not know it. In fact, I have people that are so new that they're really new. So I'm going to praise the Lord that they may not even have heard this in the scriptures. So uh, we have men that are new. We have women that are new. And we just praise the Lord for that. Mark 11, 22 to 26. Therefore, I tell you, whatever you ask for in prayer, and that's what I've been talking about, believe. And there's a word that you can circle, highlight, underline, whatever you want to do, but we have to make a commitment that we have to understand that we have to believe. We have to walk in faith, and I'm going to start teaching before I even get to my time. But we have to believe. And if you don't believe and you let that doubt, that fear, that unbelief, it's going to steal, the enemy is going to steal what the Lord has got coming for you. And we have to believe that, he, that you have received it and it will be yours. We have to believe in faith God is answering our prayers. Is that too hard? The one true God, the almighty God, if we can believe that he can do anything because nothing is impossible with him. Nothing and when we put that scriptures on paper and we start believing and not listening to the surveys and to all your family and friends and church family and my pastor told me to get divorced so if you just take only what the word says and what God is speaking to you when he's say when you say Lord speak to me I want to hear your will your way Man, believe that you received it. So we're going to walk in faith that we're having a marriage restored. You get it? Is, if I was sick, which I have been uh, in the past, and, and I am, but when I got sick, I didn't say, I'm going to die. Would I do that? Would you do that? You say, I am going to walk in faith. I'm going to be healed. Do you see that? You're going to receive what God can do. He's the greatest physician. I went to doctors, took medicine, but that's not the point. Point is, what are we speaking, life or death? Does that make sense? So I want to believe that you received it and it will be yours. And when you stand praying, if there's a condition, I just wanted to warn you. There's a condition. I know all the new people that are coming late aren't going to get this, but if you hold anything against anyone like your spouse or many family members or other people, I just wanted to add that in there. Uh, if you hold anything against anyone, forgive them, so that your Father in heaven may forgive you your sins. This is one of my favorites, because God gave it to me at the beginning, because I had a lot of anger. I had a lot of bitterness. I had a lot of unforgiveness. I, like I, if any of you have read the books or heard the CDs or read my devotionals, you've heard how mad I got. I mean, I chased them. And what, if, if I had not, um, if it had been a long time ago and I didn't have cell phones then, I could have been arrested. I could have killed them. I could have done anything. What? Look where God has me. But he said to me, Are you going to act like a believer? Are you going to act with holiness or Christ-likeness? Are you going to act like a wild woman, you know, of the world? And so I'm giving this to you at the very beginning, because we're going to talk tonight about guarding our hearts and our minds and prayer. So we want to understand that God's Word is awesome. It's powerful. And it's telling us what to do, and we have to be obedient. And that's the secret obedience. So I hope this one, you're going to chew it up and you're going to meditate it. You're going to put it on a postcard, put it in your bathroom, put it in the kitchen, put it wherever else in the car is another good place. Memorize it. Memorize it. Get it from here down to here. Memorize it so that when anything starts to happen, the Lord is going to remind you Ask, seek, and knock. The Lord wants you to ask, but he wants you to believe in him, and he wants you to forgive all the people because Jesus Christ stood there on the cross and forgave everybody, everybody. And he wants you to forgive right now your spouse and anybody that has been wounding you. could be anybody I'm talking about. It could be somebody at work. <clears throat> I just talked to somebody that got fired. She needs to forgive them. They're not the enemy. The enemy wanted, Satan wanted to steal her job and take her money because she's, she's uh, uh, going through divorce. So tonight, when we worship the King of Kings, I hope you will pray and say, Lord, get my heart right. Forg- Help me forgive my spouse. Help me forgive everybody that what I'm battling with and the Lord will soften your heart and he will transform you here tonight you will have a heart transformation and that is what we're praying for so Lord we just praise you we thank you for all the people that are walking in but Lord most of all we're praying for heart transformations tonight here first Lord, change me first. Lord, change all of us. Cleanse me and cleanse all of these people from all their impurities. Create in us a pure heart, as it says in Psalm 51. And Lord, I ask that you would open their ears and eyes and soften their heart to be ready to hear this message, to be ready to receive what the Lord has for them tonight. They did not come tonight not to be filled up to overflowing. You want them to be filled up. You want to pour living water on them and and cleanse them from all their impurities. You want them to have hope and faith and trust when they leave. So, Lord, I am asking, come, Lord Jesus, and touch these men and women who have gone through so much Rejection, abandonment, or they may have sinned. They may have caused the problem. They may have had the tongue that chopped them up, or they may have committed adultery. It doesn't matter. Lord, we're asking you to forgive us of our sins and change us all to be the husbands and wives that we need to be, and that we can be the parents that we need to be. Lord, we ask that you would be here tonight and you be the teacher. And you touch and minister to every one of your children that you love so much and you brought here tonight special. And we just give you the praise and the glory. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. All right, we're gonna stand up to sing two songs.
2: My name is Lori. For those of you that don't know me, I'm Bob and Charlene's daughter and middle child. We have a lot of visitors tonight. We are happy to have you. We have a lot visiting from out of state. So if you're from out of state, will you wave at me? There's a few, and I think there was one more. Did you wave your hand for out of state? Oh, she was so excited. I was like, "Wait, you live here?" <laughs> okay, we're, yeah, all right, all right. Well, we have a lot of visitors, so if you are a regular, get to know somebody tonight. Um, we are going to get to the birthdays in a minute. Somebody's very excited up front about the birthdays. <laughs> Um, I wanted to remind you that in front of you, you have got a prayer list that's got a list of names, and those are the people that attend Rejoice Pompano, and if you all would take that home, tuck it in your Bible, and um, throughout the month, be praying for those that come, and you may not necessarily be able to put a face with a name, but God knows who they are, so if you would take that and just pray over it, that would be wonderful. There's also a yellow sheet in front of you. And um, that is a prayer request list. So if you've got a prayer request that we can be praying for you, you can just um, drop that in the basket on the back bookstore table. Well, there's a few of us in this room, but there's many more of us watching on Periscope over here in the corner. So hi, Periscope people. (laughs) Do you guys know what Periscope is? We talked about it last month. I did a little class last month on Periscope who remembers it's live broadcasting so while we're here there's people from all over the world that can join in and watch us live and so it's nice treat for the people that say i really want to get to pompano but i can't get to pompano so periscope people we love you And some of you are in Dallas because I already saw a couple comments that people said, we'll see you in Dallas. So in uh, two weeks, we are headed to to Dallas to do Rejoice Bible study just like this in Dallas. And so we're excited about that. If you would pray for us, it's gonna be Friday, September 25th. Write it down, pray for us, pray for safety as we go. It's just gonna be a one night event, but we've got like 130 people that are signed up already to join us there and they're from all over the area. And you know what? You guys get to come every month and get encouraged, but other people in different areas, they feel alone and isolated because they don't have that connection. So be praying for us as we go um, in less than two weeks. We're flying out there and um, gonna be there for just one night. Somebody in the front row is distracting me. I'm sorry. (laughs) Okay. Okay, they don't need the schedule. Okay, I'm moving on, thank you. We will have you removed, lady. (laughs) All right, just kidding. (laughs) They can't hear you on Periscope. They think there's a crazy woman in the front row. All right, anyhow. Um, Periscope, also, I wanted to remind you, those that are watching, that if you want to share this broadcast with other people, you can swipe left for um, iOS users or up if you're on an Android and you can share it, and other people can join in and watch us. Now. I want to introduce a couple people for those of you that are new, that don't know anybody. I introduced myself already. My brother Tim is in the back corner back there. And there's another brother that um, doesn't work with the ministry, Tom, that's not here with us. But there's three of us kids. Um, We have a couple intercessors that are in the room that will be willing to pray for you guys tonight. At the end of the night, we're going to have refreshments. And my mom will stand up here and she'll spend some time talking to you. If you're willing to wait, she will wait and be here to talk to you and pray with you. But I want to introduce you to a couple others. So in the back, in the pink, is Beverly. And Beverly works with us. She's in the office even a couple days a week, and so she spends her time in the office on the phone just calling people and praying for people. And also in the corner is Deanne, if Deanne would wave. And Deanne is also one of our intercessors. And so tonight, if you can't get to Charlene and you need to leave or something, Beverly, Deanne, myself, Brittany is at the bookstore table in the back, any of us would be happy to pray for you tonight. So if you feel you need prayer from one of us, don't leave, and we would be happy to pray for you. Now, we're in uh, September, so we need to see who has got a birthday and anniversary this month. So, somebody over here raised her hand already. <laughs> okay, we're going to start on this side. And we're going to start uh, birthday or anniversary? Anniversary. Okay. Saturday the 19th, 17 years. Saturday the 19th, 17 years. Happy anniversary, okay? Fourth birthday. Okay. My name is Carolina. Carolina. Hi, Carolina. Hi. Did you? Bell, of my birthday. Happy birthday. Okay. On the 25th, and it's 34 years. Okay. Anniversary on the 25th, 34 years for Jackie. I'm going to repeat it so the people on Periscope can hear us. Okay. Wait, say it one more time. 10 on the eighth, 10 years. Okay, anybody else on this side? Okay. Happy birthday, Natasha. Okay, who else on this side? Back table. Okay, 30 years, okay. Back table, was there another one at the back table? Okay. Happy birthday, Beverly, I see you before you fall out. (laughs) Okay. Okay. <laughs> okay, we're going to start in the back and work forward. You're up, yes. Okay, 34 years. Long marriages, you guys. All right. Happy birthday, Mario. Phil? Okay, September 4th, 12 years. All right. Birthday, September, 26th. September 26th, David's birthday. Coney, did you have your hand up? Yeah. Uh, it was birthday, September 10th. And, uh, I'm I think was the, uh, September uh, So all together there. <laughs> all right, happy birthday. Okay, this side, yep okay happy birthday right behind you yep okay happy birthday Keisha anybody oh anniversary sorry anniversary. now we're up to you we're up it's your turn September 22nd, my <laughs> name is Ryan, I yeah okay Carol And Carol is from Georgia. So she's one of our visitors, and she came with her mom to Bible study. So welcome. And did we get everybody for birthdays or anniversaries? Okay, yes. Okay, when you came in on the back table, oh, there's one more, Michelle. 10 years on what date? 23rd okay well for those of you that have birthdays and anniversaries this month our gift to you is a free item at the bookstore table so tonight before you leave you can grab a cd or a book Um, for the rest of you they're five dollars but you know your time will come okay Um, on the front table you may have seen these little books that are there these are pocket testament books bibles and it's from a ministry called the pocket testament league and they gave us some at a conference we were at recently It has got John, the whole book of John in these. And there's like some that are kind of manly looking on the front and some that are more feminine. So if you know anybody that would like to have a pocket testament or you want to even just pick up a couple to leave at a restaurant with your tip, um, they're out there and you can help yourself to those. Um, I also wanted to... um, just read a testimony to you guys before I read this. Well, actually, let me read this testimony. Um, we had sometimes have the opportunity to meet with people, and we've gotten to know people from going to on these Rejoice on the Road events, and one of them is Vicki. Vicki used to live here in Florida, and she recently came down to visit, and um, Mom got to get together with her. So we've known her for years, but she emailed me this morning, and I was like, I have to read that at... Um, rejoice pompano tonight and so you're going to see this in a newsletter coming up but you're going to get a preview right now Um, in january of 2007 my husband was saved and baptized i don't ever remember a happier time in our lives than those months in which we as a family were walking and growing in the lord however as first peter 5 8 says tell us to be alert and of sober mind your enemy the devil prowls around like a roaring lion looking for someone to devour In September, my husband's father suffered an injury in which he was unable to care for himself and run a business that he had established. We moved from West Virginia back to Florida to help his father. I mourned missing our church in West Virginia so much that I made little to no effort to find a new one. And my husband and I, who were growing in the Lord, were now backsliding and walking in the flesh, and not keeping our eyes on Jesus. We lived in Florida for almost a year, and a couple months before we left, God began drawing me back to him. I was listening to the word and on the way from work and setting time aside time to read before I went to work. One day after listening to a sermon about idols, in which I understood to mean things that we put above God, I remembered realizing that my husband was actually my idol. I prayed a simple, short prayer. God, I know that he's my idol, and I know it's wrong because you said it is, and I don't want him to be my idol, so please help me. God answered this prayer not right away and not in the manner in which I expected In the months to follow, my marriage ended. It didn't end over the course of weeks or months. It literally ended in one day. I never saw it coming, and suddenly my world turned upside down. My world had crumbled, and I didn't know how to stop it or even function. But God has a plan, as he always does, and my marriage dying was the beginning of a great journey with God that I would not trade for anything in the world. However, at the time, it was not a journey that I wanted to take. How does one describe the pain of divorce, not only for the hurting spouse, but for the children? In the movie Fireproof, one of the firefighters glues a salt and pepper shaker together as a symbol of when a man and woman and marry and they become one. And if you try to pull that salt and pepper shaker apart, you could damage one or both. God said that he created us to be one flesh I can now see and understand that God was drawing me to him because he knew what was going to happen. I was broken physically, mentally, spiritually, and emotionally. What was I to do? Where was I to go? I turned to the church, and the church had started, I had attended started offering divorce recovery class. I thought the best thing to do was to accept what was happening and do all I could do to move on quickly and heal. Been there, done that? Anybody? Yep. <laughs> Since the classes were being offered at church, I assumed it would be the logical Christian thing to do. Out of the three classes I attended, the third really stuck in my mind. On this particular night, we were broken up into groups with the men in one class and the women in another. I can't tell you if the room was dark because of the lights or if it was dark because of the enemy and the spiritual attack that was happening in our marriages. It was open discussion night, and we were allowed to speak freely about the lives of our feelings, about our lives, our feelings, our emotions, whatever we wanted to talk about. That night, three ladies began to pour open their feelings. I remember wanting to run. All I heard was anger, bitterness, malice, unforgiveness. I saw no hope. I saw no movement from God, and I saw no way out. That night, I left confused and hopeless. I remember asking God, is there no hope? You cannot save this marriage. You cannot rescue it or restore it. I began to look to see if God had saved marriages before, and I came across Rejoice Marriage Ministries. Could this be what God was telling me to do? Weeks passed and I never attended another divorce recovery class, but I was not sure what God wanted, so I continued to be broken and undone. I've prayed and fasted for answers. God, please tell me your will. I would beg and cry and plead, but the weeks went by and still no answer from God. I was in my car one day yelling and driving, God is a Christian. God, he is a Christian. He can pray for himself. It's not fair that this is on me. Why should I have to pray for him? I was yelling at God when suddenly I felt him give me his answer. One of the hardest things to do in life is hearing from God when your emotions are so raw because it makes you know, it makes you question if you really heard from God. And I continued to struggle in knowing what to do. It didn't make sense to stand for a marriage. It's not logical. A few months passed, and after hearing from God... All I had were more questions. Was that really for me? Do you really want me to do this? What will the boys think? What will my family think? Would anybody come to you because of this? Have you asked those questions? One day I bought a book from Rejoice Ministries written by Bob. The last chapter in his book is about how prodigals do come home, and God used this book to answer my question. Finally, with tears in my eyes, I bowed my head and I declared that I heard from God and I was indeed to stand for my marriage. Being a baby Christian at the time, I was living by emotions and I was a recipe for disaster. Soon after returning back to Virginia, I had lost hope. I was looking only at what was happening. I was not looking at God. I heard from God, but why was I not seeing anything happening in my life? Why wasn't he moving or doing what I thought would be my restoration? Why were things getting worse and not better? Was I ever going to catch a break? I couldn't sleep. I couldn't eat. I couldn't cook and I fell into a deep depression. I gave in to the lies of the enemy that this stand was not for me and things were never going to get better. And the only way for me to heal from my hurt was to take my own life. i had even allowed the enemy to plan for my boys to make a plan so that my boys would find me when they got home from school. My husband left the marriage early that morning. I did not want him to find me. I went on through my plan and proceeded to take my own life, but God in his sovereignty would not allow it, for he knew the plans he had for me, plans to prosper and not to harm me, plans to give me a hope and a future, as he promised in Jeremiah 29, 11. In God's protection, care, and love for me, my husband had forgotten something at the house, and he came home to find me. I was conscious enough to tell him what I did. I was taken to the hospital and thankfully, I did not cause myself any harm. The next few weeks were a blur with emotions and hurt and depression. Whatever small hope I had that again God was answering was like a wound that the scab had just been ripped off of. My husband's plans to leave were only delayed by a few days after this. I didn't see hope. I didn't see how God would ever let me smile or be happy again. Why was he not working in my life? God always knows what's best, and this journey has led me to more fruit in my life and increased peace. Recognizing the battles and striving to obey God has been the roadmap to the abundant life that he promised. All of God's ways are right, even if they don't make sense at the time. All of God's ways are right, even if they don't make sense at the time. I was being changed by God, and he was developing the fruit of the Spirit within me. This was another example of God revealing things to me that did not come in the natural. By dying to the flesh, I was giving up my right to be angry. My flesh wanted to fight the battle. My flesh wanted to withhold forgiveness, to play the victim, and to have thoughts of death instead of life. Each day as I took up my cross, I was growing in another fruit of the Spirit, and it was self-control. The definition of self control is the ability to control oneself, in particular one's emotions and desires, or the expression of them in one's behaviors, especially in difficult situations. God took a broken woman and restored me. And while his work in me is far from finished, I'm deeply grateful that I serve a loving and faithful God that has been ever so patient with me in order to help me grow in him. This was one of the promises that he made to me, and I'm here to ta- today to tell you that God has kept his promise for me, and he will for you too. Now, Vicki has had huge miracles in her life, but her marriage isn't restored yet. But I wanted to read this testimony because although she's not at that restoration point, there are so many things that you can praise God for day in and day out. It doesn't matter if you're at the restoration point or not. It doesn't matter if you're two days out from hearing that your spouse has left. It doesn't matter where you are. God has not abandoned you. And he is in control. The testimony that you guys are going to read, I don't think it was on Saturdays. I think it's coming up in this next Saturdays, is my God is an awesome God. This weekend, I was able to see my husband, the husband who just two months ago had a non-covenant child. I'm amazed at God's restoring power. When we met, it was like we had never been apart. We laughed and talked like we used to. It was so natural and comfortable and easy that I saw the grace of God. My husband never mentioned the other woman but showed me pictures and videos of his daughter and I was able to share a piece of his life with such grace because God had prepared me. I don't know how long I, I didn't know how long I would be able to see him and our communication was limited but when he got there I asked how long he could stay and he said for a few hours. He was not in a rush and it was the hand of God alone. He told me he missed me so much over and over. The hard heart of our prodigals do come down, only when we follow the leading of the Lord and obey him. Had I done things the way my heart wanted to, his heart would still be hard. But because of God and obeying him, the walls are starting to come down. So I just thought you guys would appreciate that. Vicki has been through a lot, just like many of you. And I know that there's days when you feel like you probably, some of you have probably even considered suicide, and the enemy has tormented you with that. And so I just wanted to encourage you, don't give up. And even if you're not at the finish line yet, God is doing things day in and day out, and we just need to be looking for them and thanking him for those things. Um, Jessica was telling me tonight, where's Jessica? Sitting right here in front of me, sorry. Jessica was telling me tonight, her father came with her a couple months ago. I guess it was July meeting, Jessica? Jessica? July meeting she her father came with her and he called her recently and and repented for the things that have happened in their life when she was a young child and for the way he wants to pray with her for her husband and for their mother and so God heals and restores even when you don't think it's what, the big thing that you're waiting for, he can start healing families and restoring families. He can heal relationships. He can bring other people to salvation in him through this process. So I know that we all want it today, but trust God today for his perfect timing and for what he's going to work out. And just be willing to submit to that and wait and see what God's going to do because I guarantee you'll have a testimony just like that to give. Alright, well, um, we're going to go into a time of prayer right now, and what we do is we're just going to take a few minutes and stand together, just men with men, women with women. If you're with your spouse and you want to find another couple that's in the room, that's great. And we're going to take a few minutes just to pray. Don't even go into the prayer circles Um saying what your request is. You can pray for your request, and then the others in the circle will hear from you and know how they can pray for you, Um, but we're just going to spend some time.
1: And I forgot to tell Lori something tonight because I wanted to uh, say another teaching for what we're doing tonight is that the reason we do prayer circles, and it's like two or three people, and you just pray for your most urgent need, you yourself, is that in Matthew 18 and 19, it says, I tell you the truth, whatever you bind on earth will be bound in heaven, and whatever you loose on earth will be loose in heaven. Again, I tell you that if two of you on earth agree about anything you ask for, it will be done for you by my Father in heaven. Just for where two or three come together in my name, there I am with them. And I'm going to be talking about a prayer Bible by Dr. Elmer Towns, and this is in his Bible, that there is agreement prayer, and we have to pray in agreement with one other person. Like we say, find one person, a prayer partner, um, anybody that believes in marriage restoration, believes your spouse can be delivered from drugs or alcohol, Believes that your children can be saved and can be delivered from drugs, alcohol, or being not living a pure life. We've got to want to understand that it says in the Bible, exactly, it's an incredible promise to answer us if we agree with one another in prayer. We agree that God can and will answer any prayer. We agree in faith. We agree on the urgency of the request. How many of us have an urgent need? We prayed for um, Jessica when she was having a big surgery, and we prayed in agreement for her every day at the office. We agree to completely be honest with each other and agree to confess our sins. Now, you can do that when you go home tonight, and that is what we're suggesting. If you notice, we've talked about that, confessing your sins, repenting right now, right today. But when you get with one or two, three people, I want you to not—we're not going to criticize. You already heard what our rules are here. We we don't—we aren't negative about our spouses. We're praying for their salvation. We're praying for the Lord to touch them. But pray for one most urgent need, and then we'll get back together. But we have prayed for whatever your most urgent need is, regardless of the big circle that we're going to have. We're going to pray in unity with three people, four people, and that's the top. But remember, there in the Scripture, it says, pray in agreement. And you've got two or three people that have sacrificed to come out tonight. So believe that song. Believe that God is hearing your prayers and is moving on the other side of your mountain. That your mountain may look huge when you look at it, but he is slicing it away by... His, his means, warrior angels, whatever, the other side that's going to crumble suddenly, somehow. Just like Vicki never expected to see her husband two months after a baby was born. But God had another plan. But God has another plan for you. And I want you to start believing that tonight. So let's all stand up. And you guys can come over here, move or just stay right where you're at. Men go, we can walk over to the other side and get in that great big hallway there and that um, aisle and grab hands.) Mm-hmm.
3: church crowd I know the routine like a list of the Bible studies in town watch Christian TV I know all the preachers their cliches been born again without a doubt I know I'm saved but sometimes I heard Sometimes I cry Sometimes I can't get it right No matter how hard I seem to try Sometimes I fall down Stumble over my own disguise I try to look strong As the whole world looks on But sometimes alone I cry I try to speak faith Never give the devil one inch to get in I do worship and praise Let everybody know just where that I stand On the back of my ride Is a fish and a cross for the world to see I know God is good all of the time Yes, there's no doubt on me But sometimes I hurt, sometimes I cry, sometimes I can't get it right, no matter how hard I seem to try. Sometimes I fall down, stumble over my own disguise. I try to look strong, as the whole world looks on, but sometimes alone I cry. As the whole world looks on, sometimes alone I cry. I try to look strong, the so whole world looks on, but sometimes alone I cry.
2: As we close this time in prayer, God, we thank you for the opportunity that we have to come directly to you, Lord. We thank you that we have direct access to you and that you hear our request. Lord, I thank you for each and every person that's in this room tonight. I thank you for each family and each marriage that's represented. God, I pray for the spouse that belongs in this room, God, and that for the spouse that is absent right now from homes. Lord, I pray that right now you would even go to that spouse and convict them, God, of what they're doing and the way they're living. I pray that they would be flooded with memories of their husband or their wife that they've walked away from, and that they would just um, feel an unsettledness in their spirit, Lord. God, I pray that you would strengthen our spirit strengthen our resolve to follow after you, even when the days are hard, even when the days are long. I thank you for what you've done in Vicki's life and what you've done in Jessica's life and with her um, relationship with her dad. And I thank you for what you're gonna do in so many families and marriages that are represented here. God, be with us tonight. I pray that we would be able to be attentive and to um, get rid of the distractions that are around us as we listen tonight to the teaching. And I just pray that you would speak to each heart in this room, God. Um, thank you for all that you've done for us and for sending your son to die for our sins in your name amen we're gonna remain standing and sing one more song
0: fills the night It cannot hide the light Whom shall I fear You crush the enemy Underneath my feet. You are my sword and shield Though troubles linger still Whom shall I Go
1: transformation. Do you want a heart transformation? You know what? I, I know you're ready to say, do you want your spouse to have a heart transformation? Yeah. Do, let me raise your hands if you want a heart. Okay. I knew that would be the answer. But can we start with me first? And that is where we must start. It's me first. I must change first. I must seek the Lord first. I must Ask the Lord, what is your will? What is your way? And what do I need to do to change? I want to tell you, you all know that the ones that are not new, you know, I thought Bob was the culprit. He had all the problems and I was Miss Perfect and I did everything and I even cut the yard because I like doing yard work. So, I mean, I was thought I was really there. I was not there. I was very, um, I guess controlling might be uh, a word. Uh, Bossy might be another one. I was an administrator at a doctor's office, and I was in charge of 12 doctors. Well, I came home and forgot to take the hat off, and I just kept running the show. And he was a businessman, and he just, you know, worked, and, you know, whatever. Uh, He had a temper, and so I Thought anything he did wrong, I would be the one to correct it, and instead of praying. And so I want to tell you, I learned the hard way, because Bob um, did have issues. He was molested and he did was wounded, but I didn't know that. But I didn't seek the Lord about it either. I didn't seek the Lord. All of you that are here have so much advantage with God moving into your life and marriage because I had to go through a divorce with anger, bitterness, unforgiveness before the Lord spoke to me. And he then sent somebody down to our church to speak to me. He loved me so much. So I want you to know that because you're here, you are blessed You are blessed that God even told you to come here. But I know that's God because I've heard the stories for 25 years how you just happened to find us. That wasn't a happening. And then I know I hear about, I got a card about you, but I waited six months or a year before I decided that God would let me finally, I would obey God. So, you know, I want you to understand that we are all ready to correct our spouses or our children. But the Lord is knocking right now, tonight, to say, it's not about them. It's not about them. It's about me. And it's about, Lord, change me. Psalm 51 is an awesome psalm that I still pray. And I would suggest you put your husband's name in it. I would put your children's name in it. I put my name in it. I put my grandkids' name in it. So I want you to come to the point is how would you, will you finally let go and let God work on you first? That's the question. Will you let God work on you first? I know that what has happened in your life and your marriage and everything, you may have been one of the persons that, Really, you were the one that caused it um by adultery, possibly, but there may have been things to cause that. <clears throat> the next question I want to ask you is how would you rate your um, your life daily with your spouse? How would you rate it now i don't I have some people that are like Vicky that really doesn't. Um, get to see her husband regularly, be, even though they have children. I have others that have children, and they get, I have one that's from out of town, and she told me that he comes over because they have a 20-month-old baby, and we uh, talked, and she gets to see him two, three times a week because he comes over for dinner or breakfast or everything, and I said, don't tell anybody tonight because they, I haven't seen somebody. Some of them have not been seen for months or years. So I say that all is we have total difference. Every person is a different, it's different. You cannot compare this one to this one and do everything the, the same, except by what God's word says. We have to be ready to love our spouses unconditionally if they're coming in the house to see the dog or the child. It doesn't matter We have to live a Christ-like life and not lose our tongue. And we have to be ready in any circumstance. Do we have to clean up our house? Do we have to, what do we have to do different? If you got a phone call and your spouse says, I am coming over, I'll be there in 10 minutes. And you think, oh my gosh. And my husband loved a house that was neat. He thought the kids were trainable. They were old enough. <laughs> I just wondered if I'd get with anybody. But they thought they can not put their shoes from the door into their bedroom. And they could even make their bed if they wanted to. And my kids, now, I want to tell you, have totally taken the level of just getting it. Bedroom, I've got my kids having their kids wash their clothes, their own clothes. And I never did that. And I want to tell you, I go, oh, man, they're smarter than I was. So I <laughs> imagine what a few years does in, in education. We, they are smarter than I was. So I want to tell you, we need to live married. We need to walk married. We need to go outside our house living married, and we need to act married. I went to uh, a grocery store, and I had a man, and I, 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 don't, I don't even know how to jokingly say this, but he was flirting with me. And I have not had that in five years. And I had a granddaughter with me, and, and she recognized it. And she goes, you know, he, he shouldn't have been talking to you like that. And, uh, and he went, asked me to go dancing. I said, I don't dance. And I'm married. Married? do you see this wedding ring on me? And it doesn't matter to these people. And so you've got to be ready that you have got your wall up, that you've got your answers, and you act like a believer and not think, now, see, I'm missing that. So I can do it one night. You know, and all of a sudden, the devil has come in. And that's what I'm talking about. You have to put your guard up. But you have to be prayed up. Because if you're not prayed up, the enemy may be saying a lot in that mind. And he may say a lot. And, you, you know, you're really cute and you're really pretty. Hey, you know, want to go out to dinner? No, I didn't want to go out to dinner. I got. I'm buying my meat right here. And, you know, I... <laughs> I just couldn't believe it was happening. And I said, hallelujah, Texas is coming, and it is going to be glorious out there because there's obviously, because, you know, the devil can start playing games with your mind. And I know it's happening to you because you don't have to say anything because I've gone this route. But I want you to understand it does not matter how old you are the enemy is still playing tricks up until the day you take your last breath. Now, I'm not going to explain why and explain how I know because that's Bob's story. It's some other time. in a book maybe. But I am trying to tell you, are you on guard? Are you prayed up? Are you, having, are you ready for your spouse to come home today? Tonight. Are you ready? Are you going to have to say, well? Uh, and, and Bob wrote about that. But you know, when I, this happened just uh, at a Publix recently, and I, I was so surprised. And, and I was aware of what my standards, our standards are going through, and what the men have to look at every day. And I, I hurt for them, and Bob hurt for them. And I just want you, I know that there's many words that you all are having. You can be hurting. You can be, your heart is broken. You could be crying. And, and you could go to that grocery store as I did with Bob. And I could say, that's what he would want to eat. That's what I would normally buy today. That's what I should be getting. Because, but he had gone with the Lord. It's not the same. Your husband is not, you haven't got, or your wife, you're not buying what she likes and taking flowers home like you used to, is because they're not there. And you're not buying all of their special desserts. Well, oh, oh, wait a minute. Uh, you need to have a little supply of everything in case they come home tonight. I don't care if you waste $3 for their favorite dessert. Or what you do, buy stuff that's frozen. But, you know, uh, I want you to get to the point that you will really be ready that all of a sudden you are ready for your spouse. Got their toothpaste, got their toothbrush. Be ready, guys. Are you ready? Okay, if you're not ready, it's not my fault. (laughs) Lord, bring them home tonight. All of them, in the name of Jesus, have a revival tonight. And now we are officially, uh, right now, starting to pray for all the prodigals to come home, all the husbands, all the wives, all the prodigal children for Christmas. Well, Well, let's start with Thanksgiving. Let's start with Thanksgiving. But officially, I want you to start praying about when you should be fasting. For a miracle and the miracle is for thanksgiving them to come or go or you go there wherever it is and have a thanksgiving with your family and that is what we're going to start praying for yes we're starting early people because we are fighting the devil and we want to start early and we don't want to start in november we want to start in september to start to say, Lord, prepare me and get my spouse that I'm going to, when I ask, we can get the family together or whatever, or that I get invited, whichever way you're going to have to pray it, God's going to tell you. You are going to be ready to say, I've got an answer. I'm flexible, whatever. You know, you may skip your mother's dinner to go to dinner with your husband to someplace else. You may have to break some traditions, people, but your husband or wife is more important than tradition. Do you understand that? Do you believe it? Okay. I just wanted to start working on you early that even though mom has had you guys come over for 20 years with the grandkids, this could be an exception year. Say, I'll be there unless my husband's home. If my husband's home, I'm going to go where he tells me to go. Or my wife. My wife tells me to come up north and meet her for dinner. I am not going to need to be down here with my mom. That's what we got to think. Does that make sense? Okay. I was crying at church every Sunday. I grieved. And I don't think tears are bad. Because if we become standing for a period of time, we can become hard-hearted And and we become maybe not as sensitive is that you get a phone call and your wife has been in a car accident and it doesn't look good. Where are they going tonight if they were to die suddenly? If your child gets in a car accident, do they know the Lord Jesus Christ? I'm not being a dramatic. I'm being a realist. If our kids get given a drug at at the school or at somewhere else, are they going to be able to handle the peer pressure of saying no? Or are they going to go and try it? We have to pray for all of this. And I want you to understand, I want you to become a prayer warrior. There's nothing that God is asking you to do, and it's not a temporary assignment. It's permanent. Because if you don't have children, you've got grandchildren. And you've got children and friends that you will end up, and and co-workers that you will be praying for for the rest of your life. That's God's assignment. And we don't want anybody not to be ready to meet the Lord. That is why I knew my husband where he had fallen from. I knew he knew the Lord. And when you read 1 John, read all of 1 John, Second John, and 3 John, when you read that and they say that, you know, if you are sinning and blatantly continue to sin over and over and over, you may never have known the Lord. And it may not have mattered if they were a deacon, it may not matter that they were our pastor or a youth leader. Maybe they never surrendered their heart and life. We're not to judge, but we're to pray for them to get right with the Lord. Is that not what we're supposed to do? And that's the most important. That's why I have an urgency, and that's why I love having you here and coming back And growing in the Lord, because that is my responsibility, is to teach you and give you those daily devotionals, that you will grow in the Lord, and you will not say, well, I can just give up. Oh, can you? Is that what the Lord says? What does his word say? So I want you, now I've got to ask a personal question, but how did you all, how many have seen War Room? Oh, Good job. Oh, okay, how many haven't? Okay, it's still playing, guys. There, I don't advertise movies too often. Fireproof was one of them. Courageous might have been one of them. Okay, War Room. If you haven't seen War Room, I've seen it twice. I've heard all of our standards. I have one lady that's seen it four times. That's the most I've seen. But I'm probably going to go for a third. But I am telling you, it's you. It's you. Is it you? Is it you? To God be the glory to the Kendrick brothers. To God be the glory for all the actors. And we need to be praying for their protection. We need to pray for them. But I need to tell you, you, how many have a new, has had, let me, how many has been touched by it that you have changed your prayer life? Or your room or something in your life do you think you've been changed since you've seen it okay i'm raising my hand it made me even more convicted about praying did it not didn't it want to turn up the heat to your prayer life if it didn't go back and see it a second time is what i want you to understand The key to marriage restoration is that we need to pray, but we need to pray forever, not just a little bit. So I'm so glad you went, and I'm so glad you have gone, but it's been such a bestseller and number one for the nation, and that's to God be the glory, that nonbelievers are now going to see it. Praise the Lord. We're going to have salvation come, and we can have a revival because of a movie. Praise the Lord. Hearts and lives. Maybe your spouse is going to go see it. Hallelujah. Why don't you pray for that? Well, anyway, I need to get on. We're praying for a miracle in marriage restoration. And if we're going to pray for it, we need to have faith. We need to walk in faith. If, Like I said, if something happened to, either, to anybody, you would have a desperate prayer if you got a phone call that somebody was critically ill. If somebody got sick, somebody was in a car accident, if something happened to one of your loved ones or to somebody that is your child's best friend or their family members, you would have a desperate prayer. And I talked to you about... Um, I brought my Bible tonight, um, the prayer Bible, because I just wanted to give you an example, and you can get this for $9.99. Excuse me. For um, for Dr. Elmer Towns wrote it, but he has in the back of this Bible, sorry, the principle of prayer. There's 549 scriptures that he puts of different types of prayers that you can pray. And the desperate, the one I gave you was an agreement. That was one of them. And the next one I'm going to give you on is there's a desperate prayer. So he gives you a scripture and he tells you to look it up. And then he gives you um, different prayers that you can pray. But we were, I would put us under desperate. Would we be desperate a little bit? Some days for sure, right? Okay, so we need to pray a desperate prayer. Well, you may never have thought that it was desperate. But if we think of the words that the Lord wants us to use, I believe God is saying we need to get more serious about our standing, and we need to understand that we need to have a prayer room or a prayer chair or a time that we finally commit that we're going to pray with the Lord, and we're not going to get to the end of the day and say, whoops, all of a sudden, the day's over, I'm exhausted, and I'm too tired to pray. Or pray like I should have prayed. Does that make sense? So we want to, in Psalm 34, 6, um, the desperate prayer is in when you're in danger or need emergency. So I'm asking you to say to the Lord, what, what do I need to do and what do I, scr- scriptures do I need to pray for my situation that, number one, it may be desperate? And look up and see what the Lord gives you. Okay, I'm not going to give you all the answers tonight. This is homework. I want There's a deliverance prayer, and it's asking God to give us victory over sin or unwanted circumstance. That, I thought, was very good because I believe we pray and talk about that we want our spouses delivered. Delivered from the blindness that they're in. Delivered from adultery. Delivered from the the believing the lies of the enemy. Is that not true? So we want them to be um, delivered from all the wrong thinking, actions, and words and behavior that they're doing. But are you praying for that daily? That's my question. If we ask not, should we expect to receive it? It says not. It says in Matthew 7, ask, seek, and knock, but you keep knocking till you receive your answer and you receive your miracle, you receive answer to prayer. I challenge you and I'm asking you, are we become desensitized to the busyness of life that we have stopped asking, seeking, and continually knocking and asking and seeking the Lord to grow in the Lord that until we have a crisis, because then we get the email. We've got the email, I've just been served. We have the email that we're going to court or we have the email of a circumstance that happened. I want us to say, and I believe God is saying to us throughout the Bible, that we need to be persistent like the Luke 18, the widow, woman. So asking for prayer for to give victory over sin, I am trying to stir up your fire. And I want you to say, I want to be like um, Priscilla Shear was, and that she didn't, she became she said her that she was a lukewarm, that she went to church occasionally, and all those different words. And they were really shooting fiery darts at us, if you didn't notice, because it could have affected any one of us depending where we are in our walk with the Lord. It depended on really your walk with your children if it wasn't shooting fiery darts that we don't know everything about our children or grandchildren. So I want us to say, Lord, I want to be all you want me to be in the prayer room. Well, the prayer room is where we talk one-on-one with a personal relationship with Jesus Christ. And he is the one that knows your most urgent need. 24 hours a day, he's with you all the time. He will never leave you or forsake you. So Psalm 34, 6 says, This poor man cried out, and the Lord heard him and saved him out of all his troubles. That's for you, Barbara, for this week. Psalm 34, 6. He saved him out of all of his troubles. And in Matthew 14, 30, where Luke was, um, let's look that one up. Matthew 14, 30. I'll get there probably quicker, maybe. Matthew 14, 30, it says, Then Peter got out of the boat, walked on the water, and came toward Jesus. But when he saw the wind, he was afraid. That was the word I used at the very beginning. Are you afraid? What are you afraid of? and beginning he began to sink and he cried out lord save me and whatever situation you're facing tonight the lord is ready there to help you to save you to rescue you to be your confidant your advocate your defender your protector and your provider and we want you to know that he's there and and we want you to know that there are many other books great books that uh, talk about prayers, Stormy O'Martin, and um, so many other books, so many other books that are all about prayer. And I challenge you, if you feel your prayer life is not all it should be, get a couple of books on prayer. And I studied warfare prayer about spiritual warfare because, man, I was ready to do whatever needed to be done. And you will learn more you learn about why you always never not put on the armor of God. And I'm not going to ask you, but are you putting on the armor of God on you and your husband and your family members every day? Well, what if they had the car accident today? You know, wake up. I hope you all read my newsletter. If you haven't, go back and look, read the newsletter this week. This last Tuesday, actually, it went out. We need to wake up. We didn't need to understand we are in a war. If you you watch Syria, if you ever watch the news and you see all the refugees running for their lives with their family, they're willing to risk their lives, have no food, and leave everything. Should we not be running to the Lord to rescue our family members? Do not become desensitized to how important prayer is. We can live a life of victory. We can walk in the joy of the Lord. Let's go to Galatians five, and I'm just going to do this in a quick form because this is one of my scriptures. I teach a lot, and I've got a lot way to go, long ways to go. But Galatians five, it says, "There is, it is for freedom that Christ has set us free. Stand firm, then." Verse one. And do not let yourself be burdened again. Do not be, stand firm then, and do not let yourself be burdened again by a yoke of slavery. That's saying to us, beware. We can be set free from a bondage. We can be set free from a sin. But if we can be tempted again, To fall in that trap. Have we got our mouth is on, our tongue, our mouth is laid at the altar and say, Lord, I'm not going to do that to my husband and say all those words and how bad he is and not respect him. Does that, is that, have we started speaking loosely again, harshly, rudely? Now, I pick on women because I have so many women they have confessed to me that they've been chopped, that they chopped up their spouses. You've heard it in the devotionals. I was a contentious wife, they'll say, and they did not respect or give their spouses respect. Lose and um, is was one that said that all the time. So I want you to know. <clears throat> And if you don't see Luz and Fabian, they have just moved away um, and moved to another location to be with their family. So they're with four out of five children now and with her mother. So they're gloriously happy, but they had to leave here. So uh, we're going to miss them. They gave us four and a half years of their life, and they're going to be coming in and popping in and out. <clears throat> but I want you to know, pray for them. They're, they're all they've sold their house suddenly, quickly. God was in it. God was in it. And they're, um, And they're happy. They're with their, their kids they haven't been with. And Fabian is with one son and one daughter that he hasn't been with for four and a half years since he's come home. So it's all glory, all glory. Um, so, anyway, we want um, to tell you that you can have victory walking and standing. You can live in victory. You can have joy. You can have peace. Because if you go to Galatians 5, it says, in verse 16, live by the Spirit and do not gratify the desires of the sinful nature. Now, what I tell you all is that you can go into verse 19 and bind against the sinful nature that's attacking your spouse. I would, I would bind the strong man first in Matthew 12, 29, and then I would bind my spouse having a sinful nature with Bob having sexual immorality, impurity, debauchery, idolatry, witchcraft, hatred, discord, jealousy, fits of rage, selfish ambitions, and I would list that now, if he doesn't have some of those, you might omit it, but I just pray that whole scripture. But then I would loose on my husband and on myself the fruit of the Holy Spirit and on my children, which is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. Against the things there is no law. Those who belong to Christ Jesus have crucified the sinful nature with his passions and desires. Now that's a good scripture for you to pray your spouse's name in all the time. And your name. That we don't go backwards. And that we can be filled. I pray, I bind and loose. But I just, I pray the Holy Spirit on my family every day to fill us up and be more like him. It's like an orange that's got segments. It's, it's, each has sections. But it's not separate. The Holy Spirit is we radiate as the Holy Spirit with his love, his, his joy, his peace, his patience. And we need to strive for that. And if you don't have all of this conquered, ask the Lord to fill you up with the Holy Spirit and to make you to be all that he wants you to be. So we want to understand that we need to learn how to fight the fight. And that's why I'm saying that just to, because we have so many new people tonight that we need to learn how to fight the fight with, in the prayer closet. And ask the Lord to give you the wisdom, give you the knowledge, give you the discernment, and the strategy. And there's strategies, different things. You pray different scriptures for different things that's going on in your, your children's life or in your life or in your spouse's life. And John 10.10 10 says, I've, um, and everybody knows John 10.10. That has gone to uh, this class at all. But it's, it's, it's about what the enemy. Who is the enemy? Your enemy is not your spouse. And that is where so many people, like myself, thought it looked like Bob, sounded like Bob. It was Bob was the enemy. But it was not. I had to read the Bible to find out that Satan is out to steal, kill, and destroy. So John 10.10 says, the thief, that's not your spouse has come only to steal, kill, and destroy, but I've come that I might have life and have it to the full, or in the New King James Version, it says abundantly. Well, my question is, will you pray with endurance? There's another word, endurance. Will you pray that you, when you get weary, when you get tired, when you look at the months or year that you've done it, years that you've done it, will you turn to Second Thessalonians and will you learn to pray that we will not become weary and will not become tired? Because in due season, we will, in Galatians 6, we will reap the harvest. And that is what we have to understand. God never promises us that we won't reap what we sow if we're faithful to stand firm. Stand firm. Second Thessalonians 3, verses 3 to 5. Let me read it. If you're there, great, join me. It says in verse 2 and pray that we may be delivered from wicked and evil men, for not everyone, <clears throat> excuse me, <clears throat> and pray that we may be delivered from wicked and evil men, for not everyone has faith. Do you have faith? That's my question. Do you have faith? You need faith to stand for your marriage. But the Lord is faithful, and he will strengthen and protect you from the evil one. We have confidence. There's another word for you tonight. That we will have confidence in the Lord that you are doing and will continue to do the things we command. And verse 5, very good, a very, very powerful verse. May the Lord direct your hearts into God's love and Christ's perseverance. Dear Stander, this is a deliverance prayer scripture for you. To pray for yourself. To have God direct your heart into God's love. But into Christ's perseverance. You can have perseverance. You can have endurance. You can have confidence. You can walk in faith. And lift your head up. But we must understand that we need to pray these scriptures with our names in it and say, Lord, that's what I want. Fill me up with it. Increase my endurance. Increase my perseverance. Increase my confidence. And we, we, and we will make it. The joy of the Lord, I, the part that bothers me possibly the most is that Nehemiah 8.10 says, The joy of the Lord is your strength. And the Lord says, I, I, I'm the Holy Spirit. His part is joy. And I believe that some of us, especially not at the beginning, because there's a time of mourning, there's a time of grief, but there is a time that I can tell you, I could, I could have told you, did you see Vicki, how she was radiant tonight? I can tell you, and uh, we picked on Jessica tonight, but Jessica was sick, uh, had a major surgery. And uh, back a year, year and a half ago, when she came in, she was a wreck and, and weeping and, and just hanging on by a thread. Some of you come in hanging by a thread, but God touches you and he changes you, and he changes the countenance on your face And you have a glow of the Lord upon you. And that is what I'm saying. The Lord can touch and change your life completely. You can talk to them all the time. You can talk to him 24 hours a day about anything. And he will have a personal relationship with you. And that is we've got to learn to control our thoughts. Because the enemy is out. To steal your thoughts and, and, and 2 Corinthians 10 talks about take captive your thoughts. But control your thoughts. I'm not even going to go down that road, but Colossians 3 verses 1 to 8. You can do it as homework tonight. But I want you to learn to speak faith, hope, and remove. When now you have an ungodly thought or an ungodly anything that you start to want to spill out of your mouth, Say, Lord, remove it. And where did that come from? It came from the devil. And the enemy is trying to steal your faith, hope, and, and your behavior in front of other people. But the Lord wants to give you a heart transplant. In Ezekiel 36, I want you to know this. And I wonder, I pray that many of you are praying this scripture, I would say, two to three, four times a week. Until you see your spouse's heart transformed. If you don't see your heart transformed, why are we not praying it? I still pray it. Lord, touch all the stander's heart. Verse 25, Ezekiel 36, 25. Remember, the Lord says, cleanse me in Psalm 51 from all my impurities. Well, look what it says in Ezekiel 36. I will sprinkle clean water on all the prodigals, and they will be clean. I will cleanse them from all their impurities and from all their idols. I will give them a new heart and put a new spirit in them. I will remove from you the heart of stone and give them a heart of flesh. Can you not imagine if you prayed that every day regularly and put your kid's name in it, your mom and dad, who may not know the Lord Jesus Christ? How do you have brothers or sisters or cousins? Ezekiel 36, can we put it on a sticker? Can we put it on, in the bathroom, whatever? Will you start personalizing and say, I want my spouse, I want my family members all to be cleansed from their impurities and from all their idols. I will, and in verse 27, and I will put my spirit in them and move them to follow my decrees. Be careful to keep my laws. Well, I believe that is, thou shalt not commit adultery, thou shalt not steal, thou shalt have no other false gods. Can we remember the Ten Commandments? Then can we pray for that? Be, can we be faithful and consistent? So that is one of the ones I wanted to, to give you. I wanted to give you Ezekiel 36, 33. It says, On the day I cleanse you from all your sins, I will resettle your towns, and the ruins will be rebuilt. Could, that, could we just assume that might mean marriage also? The Lord gave that to me 30 years ago when I was standing. When I saw that, I go, hallelujah, hallelujah. He's going to resettle my marriage and my home of ruins that is like a tornado or a hurricane destroyed. It will be rebuilt. And the, it was rebuilt on the foundation of my Lord Jesus Christ. Then this 36, I'll just throw it in, because many of you may not know this. Ezekiel 36, 36. Then the nations around you that remain will know that I, the Lord, have rebuilt what was destroyed and have replanted what was desolate. I have spoken and I will do it. What a promise. What a promise God gave me so many years ago. And I have stood on it for all of us for many, many years and many marriages. E- Ezekiel 11, go back just a little bit because here's another scripture I will give them an undivided heart. And put a new spirit in them and remove from them their heart of stone and give them the heart of flesh. And it goes on and it says, Then they will follow my decrees and be careful to keep my laws. That's another plus for us. And then it says, But as for those whose hearts are devoted to the vile images and detestable idols, I will bring down on their own heads what they have done. There's consequences. It's, it's Ezekiel 11, 18 to 21. But what it says is sin, there is consequences to sin, and we have to understand that, and that's why we want to live a Christ-like life. Yes, I'm being radical. Yes, I'm saying be serious. Put the Lord first in your life. It is. You know, that's what the husbands, husbands are to put God first, then their spouse. They're to love their wives as Christ loved the church. And we have to understand that. So I'm asking us tonight, be radical. Let's be radical. Like Hebrews um, 11, 6 says, and without faith is impossible to please God because anyone who comes to him must believe that he exists and that he rewards, and he rewards those who earnestly seek him. Will you earnestly seek him tonight? You know, my kids, my Lori Lassen's kids, are, are uh, basketball. They love basketball. Go to Tim's house, he loves football. And um, I was reading about all about guarding our tongue. And I'm gonna to get to this right now. And I kept reading about, okay, when you are playing basketball, you're guarding another player. You're guarding the opponent. And you're right there in their face. And you're holding up their hands so they will not make a basket. And you're jumping around and doing everything you can. Are we right in the enemy's face? And saying, you're not going to go any farther in touching my children or my grandchildren or my husband or my wife. I am guarding my house, my doors, and my husband's. I am going to stand in the gap and move and go wherever I have to do. I will pray. I will not give up. And you know what? I, want, I wanted to read about the guard. And in and, and Genesis 3, when Adam and Eve, Eve had sinned, he drove out Adam and Eve, and he placed them on the east side of Garden Eden, and it had a flaming sword and a cherubim and a flaming sword flashing back and forth to guard their way to the tree of life. And in Genesis 3, 24... In Psalm 91, and that is a prayer you can pray for you and your spouse and your children all the time. It's an awesome psalm. But it says in verse 9, Psalm 91, verse 10 and 11, if you make the most high your dwelling, even the Lord who is my refuge, then no harm will befall you, no disaster will come near your tent. For he will command his angels concerning you to guard you and your family personalize it in all your ways. I printed out and looked up guards, and football came up. Now, I have a lot of men in here, so they ought to be coming up here. I almost called Tim this afternoon and said, Tim, you watch football all the time. Your daughter at FSU goes to the football games, and I have nobody, so I don't watch football. But unless the Dolphins are at the end of the times when there's a a big season game. But the left, there's left and right guards. Now, women, if your husband watches football, may I suggest you make some popcorn, make some cookies, make some desserts and join them instead of going out shopping? Why don't we have some fellowship time with them? Because somebody's having some fellowship time with them now, and it's because they're watching football with them. And so we want to wake up and, and say, okay, I'll play and get the, make the popcorn and do that. Now, I'm telling you, I am a good grandma. Because when my grandkids say, we want to watch sports or we'll go over or do something, I will say, come on over. We'll have popcorn, ice cream, whatever, and we'll play, watch the playoffs. But do you know that there is the center guards... And there's the left guards and the right guards in football. Now, you all can look this up. Now, I want, man, you all know what I'm talking about. But those guards protect the quarterback. And you've got to protect, we've, he's the one that's going to make the touchdown. We want a touchdown. We want our marriages restored. We want many touchdowns. We want thousands of touchdowns of marriages restored. But we have to watch and guard. The ones that are having to be the ones to make the passes of the football. Now, I, you, you are all so much smarter than me. So you had the Lord make an a, a example to you about your family, but I want you to understand: we need to guard our homes, but we need to guard our mouths. And guard our mouths is a really a big problem because men and women can really say a lot of stuff about their spouses, especially when they're in the far country. Or, hey, when you're, home and you're married and you go to work and you start stirring coffee and there are more affairs started at work by saying, how was last night? Oh, my wife was really in a mood last night, you know. And it just goes downhill to a young girl Uh, from there on i have so many uh, people that have had affairs by starting of complaining about a spouse on both sides so what i am saying in psalm 141 i always have a scripture for you so it's not about charlene it's about what the lord says it set a guard over my mouth O lord Psalm 141, verse three and four. Now men, women, this might help you, but I'm just going to give the, to the men also. Set a guard over my mouth, O Lord, keep watch over the door of my lips, and let not my heart be drawn to what is evil. Wow. Could you pray that with your spouse's name in that? What about praying that for your spouse or to your children? Now, I'm going to go through some scriptures now because I'm running out of time. No, I'm out of time. So I'm going to give you some scriptures. So write down the reference, and here we go. Proverbs 4, 23, verse 24. Above all else, guard your heart, for it is the wellspring of life. Put away perversity from your mouth. Keep corrupt talk far from your lips. Wow. This is in the Bible, dear standers. Proverbs 13, verse 3. He who guards his lips guards his life, but he who speaks rashly will come to ruin. Ouch. Consequences again. Proverbs 21, verse 23. Proverbs 21, 23. He who guards his mouth and his tongue keeps himself from calamity. Now, I'm going to read one that that you will not even realize until you think about it. All of us know Malachi 2, verses 13 to 16. We weep and we wail because... The Lord is acting as a witness between you and your wife of your youth. But I'm going to not continue in reading all of this due to time pressure. But it says, In flesh and spirit, they are his. And why one? Because he was seeking godly offspring. So guard yourself in your spirit and do not break faith with the wife of your youth. I hate divorce guard yourself. Our Lord teaches us throughout the Bible about being on guard, being watchful, be alert. Vicki talked about it. Be, al- be a- a- alert and be on guard to block and stop the enemy from attempting to come into your home or steal anything else from you. So I pray that you will be to cast all your cares on Him. I pray you will become the prayer warrior, as in First Peter five, and I pray that it says in First Peter verse five to eleven. You will read it tonight. First Peter five five to eleven. Young men, in the same way, be submissive to those who are older. All of you, clothe yourself with humility toward one another. Humble yourselves. I'm going to abbreviate it because we're out of time. Cast all your anxiety on him. He cares for you. Verse 8, be self-control and alert your enemy. The devil prowls around like a roaring lion. Verse 9, resist him. Standing firm in the faith because you know that your brothers throughout the world are undergoing the same kind of suffering. Will you trust God? Will you trust God for your marriage? Will you fight for your marriage? Will you do all that needs to be done? Will you be on guard, standing firm in the Lord, believing the word of God? And, and do topical subjects, do topical Bible studies, do whatever you need to do. But I am saying we need to know that there are answers in this word. And the Lord wants us to take some of these scriptures and apply them to ourselves and pray them for others. And if you've got somebody in your family that's not even your spouse that is very harsh with words, pray these scriptures for them. Pray it. You don't have to correct them. Just say, Lord, I'm going to give them to you, but just pray the scriptures for them. I am praying that through the next three months, we will ask the Lord to get us ready, to open our arms to our spouse coming home just for a dinner. Just let them come for Thanksgiving dinner and then say, Lord, soften their heart. If we pray Ezekiel now, if we pray, they'll repent. And there's other scripture in Ezekiel about repenting, a lot in the New Testament. But repent. That's what John the Baptist said, repent. We need to Repent. We want to pray for our children to repent. We want to pray for our spouses to repent and our family members to repent. That we will pray that the spouses will come to their senses and they will come to their senses and come for the holidays. And we need to pray. It's not going to happen by magic, it's going to happen because we've been on guard and we have taken up and we're going to go into our prayer closet and we're going to fight the enemy. By the word of God. And we will be on guard. And my last scripture, 1 Corinthians chapter 16, verse 13. Chapter, 1 Corinthians chapter 16, 13. And this is my last. Be on your guard. Stand firm in the faith. Be men of courage and be strong. That's my challenge for you. Rise up. Rise up. Lord Jesus, we just give you the praise. We give you the glory and honor. Lord, this is an exciting night tonight because we are going to make a commitment to you that we want to fight the fight and we want to stand in the gap for our husbands and our wives and we want so many of them to come home for the holidays Come home for Thanksgiving dinner. Come home for Christmas Eve, for Christmas Day with the kids. Whatever you want, your will, your way. I don't know how you do it, but you always do it. And, Lord, we're going to pray now, and we're going to ask the husbands and the wives that are here and, and around the world, as we always do, to start fasting. Maybe one meal a week or fast something. Go on a Daniel fast maybe two times a week with two meals. Whatever, God, you are asking that you will start telling your dear children what they need to do to get ready for their spouse to come home suddenly tonight, tomorrow, or for the holidays. Lord, we ask that you would examine us, cleanse us from all our impurities. We ask you to sever, cut, destroy, every and all ungodly relationships completely and forever in the name of jesus remove the other men remove the other woman remove the lies and the deception and the uh, blinded eyes open their eyes open their ears soften their heart touch these men and women quickly and suddenly, deliver our children from what they have opened their doors of their life to that is wrong, that could come into an addiction in the future. Lord, we're asking you to rescue them, and we will just give you the praise, we'll give you the glory, we'll give you the honor in what you're going to do. In Jesus' precious holy name, you get the victory, you get the glory, you get the honor. In Jesus' name we pray, amen.